You know, um, oh. when you like we introduce a song and you play um, a little bit of the song. Yeah. Oh, I see you've listened to the show. <laughs> I think uh, you should throw in. You'd be like, "Oh, we're doing milk this on this episode," and then play "Milk" by Kings of Leon. Oh, great tune! Great tune. But I'm not sure if that's just like a bit of a uh, be... too too of a too of a wild shout. You know, people be like, "What's this?" Might be a touch niche. Anyway, welcome to Pause and Play. I'm Josh. I'm Matt. I might uh, I might pop these these guys on. Do you think Stop the, the piss. blue light filter glasses do anything? Sorry, what was that? Sorry. Do you think blue light filter glasses do anything? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. I don't know. Like maybe if they started sponsoring the podcast, I'd have an opinion <laughs> on that. <laughs> Sponsored by blue, blue light sunglasses. No, glasses. Uh, they need to clean, Jesus. Uh, welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you, everyone that listened to our gorilla episode. Uh, although the thing that I think people really listened for wasn't the gorilla stuff; it was what we were saying about that bloody podcast that he was on. I think oh. that was that was the bit that was sort of getting everyone's attention. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone that listened to the show. Like the that episode was like blew up, and all the new listeners we've got again. Thank you, very much, everyone, so much for listening. We're back with our regularly scheduled shite. <laughs> I learned a new word today, actually, and it kind of reminded me of... Uh, Straight back into Mr. it, here we go. Mr. Healy, uh, and it was epistemology. What's that? You sound like Will Self on Shooting Stars. <laughs> so epistemology is the theory of knowledge, especially with regard to its methods, validity and scope. And that's not in good English, is it? And the distinction between justified belief and opinion. So I heard it in the context of someone saying uh, politically correct, political correctness shouldn't um, be... uh, Silence isn't the correct word, but, you know, like silencing comedians when comedians can speak with such epistemology. I was like, oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah, I think... Who said that? A a marketing hero of mine called uh, Rory Sutherland. Uh, He's a really interesting guy, but I think that, you know, anything can be broken down, and I don't think he means just because comedians have the ability to speak with epistemology that they should be going... Telling racist and awful jokes. Well, but... I really are picking up from last week's episode, aren't we? Yeah, um, but because they've got the dis- the ability to, dis- to distinct between justified belief and opinion. So what I think he was saying is, comedians should be allowed some scope to be controversial because of the uh, environment they're telling it in is a piss take and is trying to hold a mirror, potentially hold a mirror up to your own warped belief beliefs. But on the flip side of that, I don't think the Adam Thingy podcast is that it's just silliness. 
And that concludes why I started talking about epistemology. (laughs) (laughs) And I bought a new lamp. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's not even true. We we are fans of lamps on this podcast. For a complete tone shift, it's not even a new lamp. It's Lewis's ring light. Ah, for his from his influencer days, which I've decided, seeing as it's USB compatible, I think we should just get a USB lead long enough, but just use it as a lamp. So just get a USB lead with the with a plug to USB, and then you can change light. Oh, hey. nice! But it's just, I mean, that's like fridge light. Great vision, you know, audio content. Me changing the, uh... yeah, it's all right. Well, you say. Uh, it's great audio content. And I'm uh, hint, I'm sensing a hint of irony, but it actually is because you know people read books. That's, That's a very all good in your head. Yeah. So That's... if you can imagine, Josh has got a ring light to his uh, to his right, and it's changing color, casting different shades upon his face. Upon my big pale head, which looks even paler in this look. Speaking of my head, right? Yeah. I finally got a haircut. Right. Oh, God. And that's the first time in, I think, around 12 years, someone other than my usual hairdresser has cut dink, my hair. Dink, 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 That's me doing the guitar part of Roxanne. My hairdresser's called Roxanne. It's the first time somebody's somebody different has cut my hair because usually they just do the shape it and I just get Roxanne to cut the main bit. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, you know, like, as a former hairdresser, it's not that much well, different. I'll get it down. It's not that much. Different. I don't even know if you can tell that it's been cut. I can, yeah, but like I say, it's not. And, like, it's a bit shorter. Yeah. But, like, I, I was thinking, like, what the... I don't really have any other mates with long hair. So mm. I don't, like, what... I, I just don't know what guys, when they go and... When you go and get your hair cut, especially because like if it's with someone new, if you just keep going to the same hairdresser, you just know what they're gonna do. Yeah. Like, if, like if you're a guy and you go into the hairdresser, or the barber, you say, "Can I get a fade?" and "Can you do it this length? Do like a couple inches on top." Like, yeah. I'm not gonna go and say, "Right, I want my hair 17 inches long." <laughs> <laughs> Like I didn't know what to say to the new guy. Like, <laughs> so he he also had long hair. Oh, cool. So and that's why I trusted him to do it. <laughs> I met him at Super Bowl <laughs> night, and uh, oh, did you? Like, yeah, yeah. Because one of the guys work with was like, "Oh, he cuts my hair," and I was like, "Oh, will you cut mine? I really need to do it." And he, and I was like, "I trust him because he's got long hair." Um, and like, so I was sat there in the chair, and the, the bar was cool as fuck. There was like stickers, those Pokemon cards on the um, barber mirror. Nice. Where was um, it? It was in uh, Ancos. Oh, okay. And um, Makes sense. I was doing that thing that, that that shared experience thing you do when you just sat in the hairdresser, you're just staring at your own face, and you're just like, God, is that what I actually look like? <laughs> 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 Everyone does. And especially yeah. if you like when they wet your hair and then they like comb it backwards and all you can see is just this. Yeah. <laughs> and you just yeah. you just sat there and you're just like, oh my God. Um, I, and I was like, I don't no idea what I'm gonna say to him. So I just sort no. of like I like I was like, he was the nicest guy as well. He did, I really like how he cut my hair. But I was just like, 
about here. Like that. Yeah. And he was like, all right, okay, yeah, I'm sure I could do that for you. Just tidying it up. And then take a bit of length off. I don't know. Like, yeah. But, but I, I, you'd have thought that in that time, I would have thought, oh, no, I'm going to say to him, this is the haircut I want. But it's just, don't make me look like James May. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I feel like your haircut style, wherever you want to put it, is just dead simple because there's like, I'm going to guess there's no layers in it because layers add shape. And that is quite feminine, really. So it's just kind of like, all one length cut. It's a yeah, dead it simple just, haircut. It's just a kind of like a direction of the the length of the entire thing, really. Like yeah, yeah. But just also make it make it look good, which yeah. I'm sure every hairdresser. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like. It's a comb, not a wand. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I then did my undercut as well, which was nice of him. Which I forgot to tell him I had because he already had my hair down. Yeah. And then he kind of like was cutting my hair and he was like, oh, do you want me to do your undercut as well? And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to mention I had that. Uh, if anyone was wondering what sort of lighting setup I have, I've uh, <laughs> I've gone with Rembrandt lighting. Uh, Google that if you want. Oh, I'm going to Google that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I've got a monitor here that's white, so it's Rembrandt in me. Oh, oh, this is... You were coming out with some, like, concepts today. Yeah. Like... Well, as as we were on lighting, and I'm currently kind of Rembrandt lit, I thought, oh, that's that's quite cool content to just mention I might, that. I might face this a bit more, so I'm more side lit. I wonder what, why why a ring light? Is it because it's there's no central point of the light? Is that what it is? Um, I don't know. I thought it was just because you can put a camera through it. Oh, yeah. That also makes sense. Yeah. Because I you used to see them in music videos a lot, didn't you? Because they were reflecting in yeah. um, sunglasses. But, yeah, my understanding oh, yeah. is it's just because you can put a camera through the middle of it and then you've got even lighting rather than Rembrandt's lighting. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And we need a lighting expert, Dan, to really inform us. I wonder if he's got Philip Hue on his uh, UFO wherever he is in the world. <laughs> well, I hope so, otherwise he'd be upset. Yeah. Yeah, Dan getting abducted by aliens and then his first comment being that I hope you've not got the big light on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking the other day, actually? I sometimes write down um, concepts for photography projects that I will never fulfil. Um. And one of them is before you go, turn the big light off. And it was just because I was walking Mabel the other day and I was surprised at how many people will just sit with the curtains open, big light on. I'm like, I can see right into your house. I know exactly what you're watching right now. And it's just, I feel like it'd just be cool to wander the streets taking pictures of people's front rooms like that. (laughs) We've got another one that refuses to close the curtains and put and turn the big light off. I um I I know we've covered it on the show before, but how people just sit in the house with the big light on. The only time the big light goes on in here is literally when we're cooking. That's it. I can't deal with the big light. Oh, I had something else that I was gonna say that was somewhat 
relevance. I can't remember what it was. Was it anything to do with Love oh, Island? You, it, uh, no, I watched a couple episodes. I watched um, I was I watched I watched one of them. Anyway, what happened? Um, and I I thought that everyone was being very harsh to Martin. Yeah, because yeah. he's just he's just a guy that went on the show, played the Love Island game. And then a bunch of people were like, whoa. And then I think Martin memed himself in the uh, movie night thing. And yeah. I'm glad he did. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of Martin. I wasn't while he was in Catherine Moore. I found him a bit arrogant, but when he came into the main villa, I felt like he was just a cool guy. I uh, think that he um, really tried to make sure that he got himself back to the main villa. I think he took the initiative, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Catherine Moore can be bordering on sexually aggressive. Like the, yeah, like but... the, flirt, the flirting has to happen so intensely in such a short period of time that it's. Have you, yeah. Have you yeah. heard of MILF Manor? I've not, but this. I feel like I've already got the concept. <laughs> not quite Which, <laughs> so, so okay what can you explain what you think the concept of milf manor is um love island <laughs> but with um ladies that are over 40 maybe that's a bit rude to over 40 but <laughs> so um you that that is correct yes but there is another layer of this that the male contestants are all the milf sons oh yeah yeah so they're potentially trying to pull the mate's mum or the mate's son basically and yeah oh it is wild i'm gonna have to make a note of that watch Um, (laughs) watch (laughs) There's, well, I mean, you can watch it, but also watch Cody Co's YouTube reviews of it because they are really funny. But the show is wild. How are we spelling Cody Co? Uh, Cody as in Rhodes and yeah. Co as in K-O. K-O, okay. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> mono as in one and rail as in rail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put that in my Newton. Which is a very obscure uh, reference. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what I was going to say about lighting. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> if you see us knocking about in the lighting section of your local B and Q or Home Depot, <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was International Margarita Day last Wednesday, I think. Oh, nice. We did um, a. Uh, I work in a bar for context. We did a special margarita menu all week, and the lovely people from El Himador gave us a big light up El Himador sign uh, to put in the bar as a bit of promo. I think. Did you see my? I don't know what my phone is, but did you see my? I put some pictures on Instagram. I think of the light and how it was just it was blue basically. It was like a bright yeah, blue light. Right. So you've seen some. I don't quite understand how a light can be so bright yet not illuminate the room at all. It was the weirdest. Oh, okay. 
So I don't know. I don't know if it was because of the sh- the like shade of the light because it was this way. It was like a royal blue, but it was like so bright. So if you did, if you weren't looking directly at the light, which was incredibly bright, you couldn't like if you covered it up with your hand, you couldn't really see that it was brighter. It was the weirdest thing. It's so hard to explain. It must be due to the color, mustn't it? I don't know. Maybe that's all I can ex- think of it as. Really, you know, like. If you're looking directly at it, maybe you're getting white light. Whereas if yeah. you're not looking directly at it, it's you're not your eyes can't pick it up. Yeah, it was. You can get. Um, have you ever heard of an infrared flash? You probably haven't, but I have heard of it actually. Yeah, so it's you, it's like a, a flash we put on a, any old camera, but it does infrared light, and it's really cool that you can get like you can just take pictures of people. And they're oblivious. You're like in dark rooms, so you just yeah. get them like very normal faces because there's not a flash going off because their eyes don't pick it up. So when I went, um, when I went to Milan and I went that massive spa, which feels like it oh, needs more context, but it doesn't. There was just one right there, and there was like a huge spa like, the, like the shop at the top of Smithy <laughs> Road without the R. Actually, oh right, okay. Um, there was a infrared room. Or something. Oh, so, okay, so you yeah. went in. It was like something from some mad TV show. So you went in, and like there was like a bunch of beds in like a circle, mm. and then like you could there was like lamps above, like facing downwards at each yeah. bed, and you just lay there underneath infrared light. And I can't remember what the benefits were supposed to be, but it wasn't particularly warm or cold. So I was just lay on a bed in the dressing gown that they provided under an infrared light and that was and that was that aspect of the spa maybe like you know ultraviolet light gives you a tan whereas um infrared light gives you a pale <laughs> well, <I spent> too <laughs> long under it. <laughs> that that thing that's like, it was too a little too posh for me i think um because there was a specific period where you went into like the bar, like communal area bit, uh, mm. and they gave you like a cheese board and like, oh nice. That's like that. But as both, and um, we'll come to this. Someone who is lactose intolerant and also doesn't really like cheese, I just drank the two glasses of champagne that they gave me and then went in the spa bit. <laughs> Which brings us nicely onto. Thank you everyone for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you everyone for listening to the show. Thank you for all the new people that have listened, all the new followers on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Everyone that has got in touch as well. Uh, Thanks everyone. Um, We are at the 1975 pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you do want to follow us, Um, pause it, play it, pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, this week, even though last week, our last episode, I said we weren't going to do... Well, I said we were going to do something different, but I thought this was a better idea this week uh, before we can plan the other thing. We're going way back, and at the end of the show, I'm going to explain what's happening going forward with new episodes. But today, we are talking about milk.
So I think maybe let's start with why milk is fresh in our mind, let's say. It's because at the Gorilla Gig, um, I'm guessing it was someone who requested milk. Yeah. Matty just <clears throat> just exclaimed that he didn't like it. Yeah. He did not like this song. Do you remember which other one he doesn't like? If I believe you? Yes. Yes. Here's your starter for 10. <laughs> um, first of all, why do you think he doesn't like it? Uh, I think because it's not really a great example of what they're capable of. It's just a basic song. Uh, and also, it's pretty much a rip-off of Graveyard Girl by M83, are they called? Uh, yes, I think the second reason is also why. Which, <laughs> we'll get onto that. I agree with the second part. I think it's not a full example of what they're capable of, and I think it does seem a bit primitive, maybe, by the sort of standards that they have since set. Um, but I don't think that's entirely a reason not to like it. Like, I think... No, I think it's just a fun song. I feel like you've just got to go, this isn't the it... best, it's just fun. What do you think of it? Uh, I really like it. I, I, again, it's not the most comple- complex song. You know, I don't... In fact, it's really quite basic, but I don't feel like it's trying to be anything else. It's just, here's, here's a fun song. You know, like, na-na-na-na-na um, <laughs> by the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like it's just like that. You go, it's not setting the world alight. It's not going to win any awards, but I enjoy listening to it. I also really like it, which is a. I think there's all those things that you said are right, but there's like a there's a certain quality to it, like which just makes it super appealing. And like I don't know if it's like everything. I mean, it's like reverbed AF the whole thing isn't it which is quite yeah. rare for a, a kind of fast-paced quite tight song you know musically yeah. to be so reverb and have that kind of like quality to it is kind of rare like you see stuff like about you is musically kind of similar in terms of how everything sounds but just like obviously it's slower pace i think lends it more you would think would lend it more to that kind of quality um it is just catchy and fun. And I think the lyrics are good as well. Yeah, um, I think the lyrics are good. To me, it's not a song you would be ashamed of. No. Um, I think there's a few things. It's almost like you can't. I feel like it's one of those where you, you've almost got to listen to it a few times to really work out what you're hearing, which is weird given how the songwriting is quite structurally 
basic. Yeah. Um, but the actual production of the instruments isn't. Um, Would you say that the vocals are quite low in the mix, or is it just that he's mumbling a bit? Both. I think yeah. this is real. I think this shows how far he's come in terms of his vocal performance. I was watching one of the live videos from it in 2014, um, and it's funny how not in tune he's singing. Um, like, And I am someone who doesn't really care how perfectly in tune people sing live. Um, never mm. stopped me in my music career. <laughs> Um, and it's probably one of those things is probably like you know they're playing some outdoor festival like they've probably done like a hundred gigs they were probably tired Um, I don't want to insinuate anything but George is gurning behind that drum kit so you know something's keeping him awake Um, (laughs) let me find what the Vigs Up video is called one second yeah, I'm interested uh, in it. See this. Um, where his okay, one sec. I don't know. You're on looking on YouTube desktop. Um, milk at Hangout Festival 2014. Hangout Festival. Where is that? Alabama. Alabama, nice. Gulf Shores, I... Alabama. Cool. <laughs> Musically, I think it sounds pretty much the same as when they always play it. I don't think it's ever sounded any different. Um, I watched this. I watched them do it at the O2. I've heard them do it live this a few times. Um, and it's funny seeing this video at the Hangout one, 2014. So like obviously post first album, Milk doesn't get a reaction when they start playing it. It doesn't get a reaction. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the O2 video after this, and they start that intro starts and everyone screams. Like it's funny how. Even later on, the song became more well known. Yeah, I'd be interested on this video to see the audience. Just not the asked, maybe, but they're not they're not asked at all. Like there's some nodding up and down, bouncing up and down. Sorry, but that's about it. Like they they were playing some festival in Alabama. Like share our Alabama listeners. <laughs> Um, who would have What's gone? Capital of Alabama. I actually don't know that. I would. I'd just go with Birmingham, but I don't actually know. Um, it might oh, be like what? one of those ones where, like Florida, where you uh, you you got Orlando, but it's That's, Tallahassee, um, California. Another one, Sacramento. It's not capital. Is Montgomery? Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. See Montgomery Burns. There we go. Welcome back to the uh, US State Capitals podcast. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, you know, I don't want to speculate or anything, but yeah, George is really playing those drums. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird that not getting a reaction. Um, I really like it. I really like this song. It's like, it's funny because it's what is like it in terms of their back catalogue, probably sex mm. is the most comparable. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Like, I sort of think sex is a bit of an outlier in terms of 
Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Maybe the city, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you look uh, at the credits, it was recorded at Rose Cottage, which is obviously where all their earlier stuff was recorded. So it would... I don't know, because it was on the EP, wasn't it, actually, this? So it was on the on the yeah. ass end of you. Was it recorded <laughs> at Rolls Cottage? Or the, yeah, I, I, they all were. They were. So, ah, right, okay. For some actual information, it's on the sex EP. Right, okay. Release date, 20, 19th of November, 2012. Um... And yeah, it, you is the last track, and then there is a amount of silence there. Two minutes sixteen milkers, um, but there's like three and a half minutes of silence, and then it starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bet it didn't take long to put together this song. No, no, I, I, it, it, to me, it's got one take vibes as well. Do you reckon? Yeah, and that, for me that makes it more special. Yeah, to, like and probably just another reason why he's not that keen on it because he probably just thinks oh, we recorded that not necessarily in a rush, but didn't really take much care over it. But sometimes it just gives something a a rawness, which I don't think is a word, that just adds. You know, I suppose I do get it if you think it feels amateur to you like to me this the recording of it the production of it doesn't sound amateur but there is definitely if you compare this to even first album i think there is a difference mm. um so i get it though because like even you know i posted something recently of all uh, the logos we've used uh for each album we've been doing the show um just to prom- when we did the ranking episode, it was like the fifth time we've done the ranking. It was like, here's every logo we've done. And I didn't even use the proper logo we used for the first album, you know, because it looks pretty amateur to me now. And like, I'm no actual graphic designer. I can work Photoshop. And, but I, I even I thought that the stuff that I'd done since that first album is just so much better than the first mm-hmm. album one. I just made something else like yeah. in about half an hour to use as like a promo thing for it so i saw i like i kind of get i I think in regards to that there's a sense of i don't know if pride is the right word overwork but the not wanting to post something that you deem is less than what you are capable now yeah is something that I both understand and then have just explained that I have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, on one of, one of the podcasts that I listen to, Half Assed History, get across it as the presenter says. He will always be like, "Oh yeah, we've covered that subject in episode two, but don't listen to it because um, I was rubbish. My first few podcasts were rubbish, so don't listen to it." Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what I think about like hours, like. I, I well, I think it's don't... Dan that was uh, holding us back, to be honest. Well, that's true. Yeah, I think we've already got good since this. Album. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I think I think that I bet those the first one we did where we had no idea what what we were doing. Yeah. Um. 
I mean, I specifically remember one episode where we talked ages about how in Aldi, Corona was reduced because people didn't thought it was linked to coronavirus. Um, but there were, there was there'd be some episodes where we just are crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I don't yeah. really want to go back and listen to. So I, I sort of understand that that kind of acknowledgement of was so much better than this. I don't think it's a fair reflection. I just don't. That being said, I just don't think Milk's a bad song. I just I think it's a good song. I think it is enjoyable to listen to. I think it's the lyrics. Are, I don't know if smart's the right word, but I like. I like them. I think I think they're good. Like t- tier one analysis from me there. I like them. They are good. <laughs> um, but I think the, yeah, the actual quality of the lyrics I think is not that dissimilar from something that you'd find on the first two albums definitely i mean thematically yes but also quality wise um this is the thing with it i think as well which i like is that it seems one thing that i don't know if i suspect this or someone said this to me but i don't think it's tuned perfectly to 440 hertz like I think we've, we've discussed this on something else or another episode but basically each note has I'll explain this for people that don't know each note has a specific frequency and when something is played at that frequency it makes that note uh, in western music this is called 440 hertz uh, and each note is corresponds to a certain frequency Um there's a thing called 432, I think, which is slightly different. It's slightly, slightly lower in pitch. You can tune between notes and stuff like that. I don't think this is in perfect 440 hertz because whenever I try and play along with it, or I, it just never sounds right. Um, mm. Last Christmas, another one that's like this. Don't Look Back in Anger is another one like this. Sometimes they sped up or slowed down a little bit, which makes it not perfectly in tune with 440 hertz. Um this is I think this is another one that is like that. I don't I don't know that hundred percent, but it just feels every time I've tried to play along, unless it's been with an out of tune guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm sure that this this is one of those which is I think is another thing that's cool about it. Um there's also I think I don't think there's I think it's just root notes played in it. Like obviously the bass just doing single notes but i think the guitars are just following those notes like i don't think there's any kind of like major or minor chords in the song um Mm -hmm. which makes chromatic i think is the right word um or i've just quoted a lady gaga album um yes i'm not sure if that is the word (laughs) um Pentatonic, perhaps? This is me figuring out music theory in live. Pentatonic keys, will that do? Pentatonic scale, something like that. I don't think there's any notes in which make the chords major or minor and therefore give it the music a certain quality. I don't think it has that. Because if I was to... I don't have the microphone to pick this up. I think the, I think the chords are something like... I think it's like I think it's something like that. But if you went like 
I don't think it sounds quite right. If you use actual chords. Mm. I feel like Justin Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Hawkins. Shout out his YouTube channel. He's done another video about the 975. Oh, fuck, he's feuding with Youngblood. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, how funny was that? Oh, the video, it was so funny. Oh, my God. Like, if... Maybe, maybe Youngblood and Matty is like the Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened last night as well. Who did you want to win? Tommy Fury. I mean, I'm, I wasn't oh. that bothered. But... You're a hater. I wanted Jake Paul to win. <sighs> and I know I'm the only person who did. <laughs> yeah, he's just a dick, isn't he? Yeah, um, he is. He is, but I just think he's so smart. Like, how Jake Paul has made something that he clearly liked, like boxing into something that has made him so much money. I just think he's so fucking smart. Like, how does Logan Paul make his energy drink which everyone has, who's tried it has said it's just a normal energy drink. People buy it for 50 quid a bottle. How? Mm. Like, I just, I think it's smart. Um, I also thought it would have been funny if Jay Paul would have been actual boxer Tommy Fury. That would have been funny. Um, Not fairness. Yeah, that video of Marty taking the percent of Youngwood was so funny. But mm. I think. Do you know? I don't know how. What I don't know which came first, which in the beef came first. Um, young blood commenting on the podcast, get the program, mate. We did that last week. Um, or Matty commenting on young blood's. Um, what is the best way to describe it? His... Thinly veiled activism. No, maybe not thinly veiled. No, but... no. The the what he's been doing live. The kind of, oh acting, yeah, the like Matty does the consumption bit with the meat and the yeah yeah like that stuff. Like Youngblood's done like a similar thing in his show, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. Tribute isn't the word. Uh, similar bit. <laughs> I don't know yeah. which came first, but I don't know. Like. But his video of him, I was just like, right, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's any coming back from that. No, no. <laughs> and I feel like he did a really good, like, me uh, described it as thinly veiled activism. It's not fair because I do feel like he genuinely believes in those things. But he's um, Healy going, like, just going, yeah, because I believe his stuff that, Everyone would believe it, you know. He just really braced there. Was like, yeah, you're not really pushing the narrative on. You're just going, yeah. You're just preaching to the converted. Do you know? I do like, I do like Youngblood, like as yeah. a guy. Like, I think he's, you know, he's an, he's a, he's a good lad. Like, yeah, he's doing good stuff, isn't he? Yeah, like, could you is... put up with him though? And like, if, imagine if you were in his band and you had to tour with him. I'd be like, look, Dom, you're a nice guy, but I need one to two hours just locked in the toilet on me. Like that there. thing where, where someone's talking to you and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, nice, nice, nice one, mate, yeah. Nah, I'm, uh, yeah, nah, nah, I've got to... Um... Yeah. <laughs> where... yeah. 
you're moving away from them, but they just carry on going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be, I think there'd be a lot of that, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah. Where are you, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Come back. I like Young Blood. I think he's got some good tunes, but honestly, that that impression on video Matty did of him, it's just like, oh no, it's sorry, mate, it is over now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um what's it called? Anyway, um, why do you think that Milk wasn't included in the track listing on the sex EP? Um I don't know. I I mean it's a, it's a nice surprise. But do you think it's... it was in you'd be better place maybe than anyone to you know comment on this but it was at the time when they were being intentionally mysterious. Do you think it was just something else to do to be like say they there was a lot of like Back back in the day, there there was a lot of like things that I think they they would do that were quite bold, mm. where you know such as changing the band name all the time. Then nerds yeah. like you and Dan would still find them anyway. Yeah, um, I, I, fucking I, hell! Oh, those were the days, particularly when like um, Anna, who not been on the podcast, but I've mentioned her a couple of times. She'd te- like we had a, a nine seventy five group. But it wasn't called the 975. It was called the big slow down sleep. You know, it was like just a mixture of them. She's like, Denise has just said that her son's playing in Manchester tonight on Loose Women. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd be watching Loose Women and Denise is just off the cuff. But oh, yeah, my son's, you know, playing a show tonight. And I'm like, we must find where they are. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, do you think that it was... Because I think that it was just another thing to keep it mysterious, but I think it's a bold call to be an unsigned band putting out your second EP and then put a secret song on the end because I think people would hear it live and then mm. they would try and find it and not be able to find it. And I think it creates that extra air of mystery. It's just like... that. I mean, you break that down, that's just clever marketing. Um, I watched a thing today that you'd find this really interesting if you've not seen it already. Have you heard of Liquid Death, the canned water? No. That that right. says that says like a you've done like a, a, a wheel of fortune style thing on different words. <laughs> Basically, just this guy, the way that the this guy marketed this thing, and like he was talking about how he like the guy who invented liquid it's just canned flavoured water. Um What's it called? I think we mentioned this anyway, but uh, cans are much better for recycling than plastics. Um, yeah. And it was just like how we just grew grew the brand. And essentially that's what the band have done. They've just grown the brand. They did it in loads of different ways. Rizzlers, branded 1975 Rizzlers. Which, was it Rizzlers or Lighters? Both. Both. Like, just, I, I think it was another one of them. I think it was a let's do this secret track. I know we're asking a lot of people, but I think it just creates another air of mystery about it. And then people want to find it. People want to have that experience with it, hear it live, can't find the song on the EP. So they got to buy the EP to like, or someone's going to talk about it or something like that. I just think it's, I think that's it. I think it's mega smart. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know if it was even 
that considered. I just don't know if you're giving him too much credit. Maybe <laughs> you're not. But it just seems a strange... Because I feel like at the time, it was when CDs were still just about relevant. I don't think Spotify had quite got the... No, you know, I don't think so... it has. I'd remember around this time... Um we were definitely still on CDs. <laughs> you were bringing, uh, for new listeners, the first time I ever heard the band is when Matt uh, made his own CD and brought it around to my house and said, you should listen to these in 2011. It must have been because I was still at my old yeah. house and we moved in 2011. Um, yeah, I think c- CDs were still a thing. Um, it was still, downloads I feel like were very much the iTunes chart um, I think most people in the cars had CD players. Yeah. Um, you know, God, it's, it's funny now. Like, <laughs> um, it's funny now. Like, obviously, cars don't have CD players anymore. You have to pay extra for them. Mine doesn't available at all. Yeah. Um, my last one does. Yeah, my, my last does. but my new one doesn't. Um, and like our parents' generation, seething about it. I'm not talking about experience, but I know of people, you know, of our parents' generation, like, I bought, I bought a new car. It doesn't have a CD player. Can, can, you, can you believe a brand new car that got a CD player? <laughs> yes, I can, because nobody listens to CDs anymore. That wouldn't bother my mum. She plugs a phone straight in and listens to audiobooks on BBC Sounds. Good on her. I I love an audiobook on BBC Sounds. Um, Sometimes I feel like I might be a 60-year-old trapped <laughs> in a, a 32-year-old's body. Oh, I love the BBC, me. Not Big Black Cock, the British Broadcasting <laughs> Corporation. Uh, um, I'm indifferent about Big Black Cock. Oh... <laughs> uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe I am like, but then I think if you are a band who is like, you know, new, like the, the timeline of your band is that you're at your second EP release. I think it's bold not to include a song as good as Milk in the main listing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't mm. what what is the track listing on this? It's, um, why was the? I think this is the reason why the secret song wasn't undo, for example. Uh like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it does. I feel like milk just doesn't really fit the aesthetic. I know it's kind of similar to sex, but sex is the song for the EP, obviously, because it's called the sex EP. And I do, and I feel like it's got four tracks, hasn't it? And they've all got four tracks, so maybe. Yeah, if you had this on, it'd be like, well, now it's got five tracks. Yeah, but you, you, maybe like music for cars. The third one came out in March, four months later. Um, so why why not? Oh, this this has five tracks, but like, why not? If you didn't want to do a five track EP for the sex EP, why not just save one of those songs and put it on the next EP? Mm. Um, I think 
I don't think it's best to, at the t- at the time. I just think, unless it was such a throwaway thing that they didn't even ah oh, just put it on as a like maybe they didn't even think it was that good. Maybe they were like I just put it on as a bonus thing. Yeah, it's just a. I feel like it. Yeah, it might just be a bit of a joke that got out of hand. Because <laughs> they weren't really expecting the fans to be as keen as they are. You can't predict getting as big as they have got, yeah. and that the song would become meaningful to people. Mm. I remember, like back in the late nineties, would it have been like S Club Seven, Five, like all the big pop bands were putting secret tracks on the end, and it was just a bit I, when I learned that they put a secret track on the end of the EP, I was like, oh, that's quite funny, because it's what 5 and S Club 7 used to do. <laughs> I don't know if that that's a thought process that they went through. I, I, the secret tracks I know, uh, the Subways did one on Young Fraternity. My Chem did one. Is Blood, is that a secret track on the Black Parade? I don't know. And um, Block Party have done one, haven't they? Uh yeah, I think I'm saying yeah. I'm second guessing myself now. Um, I'm sure. Like, let me just check the Black Parade, but I'm the rest of them. I'm pretty sure are all on. Um, but then like, you can't even now. You couldn't do a secret track unless you only did the secret track on CD and then didn't put that song on Spotify. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So on. So and this is the thing there, and this is like this is how different Spotify has made stuff. But the Black Parade, Blood is on there, but it's called Blood Hidden Track. Ah, okay. And it it comes after famous last words. Like, uh, what's the block party one? Is it on a weekend in the city? Or is it on Silent Alarm? It's not on Silent Alarm. Well, is it? Because there's two versions of Silent Alarm. Which I'm sure added, they added on two more years and Yeah, uh, it's, little, yeah, there is little thoughts on a like a second version on a on a V two re- release of Silent Alarm. It is I don't know if Little Alarm. Thoughts was a secret track, which then stopped being secret when they re released it. So um the version of compliments on Spotify is thirteen minutes long. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then I think it is um Little Thoughts, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Oh no. CD hidden track every time is the last time. I on the U- do, I, do I know that? On the US and UK editions after track thirteen on the European edition. This uh album came out in two thousand and four as well. So this is very much this is proper in cd era so yeah and then some cd players as well oh my god we are that we sound so old but um they were, we were laughing at me into, we were, they were laughing iPod. at me at work right they were laughing at me at work the other day for having conscious memories of 9-11 when they're all saying like oh i wasn't even alive for 9-11 josh i bet you even remember 9-11 and i was like oh my god how old am i yeah oh the thing is though you don't forget 9-11. Exactly, of course you remember it. Like, it's, like I'm, I remember one of the most significant things to happen in history. Of course, I remember that happening. I was very I, young. I remember Princess Diana dying. I remember. I vaguely up. remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember waking up oddly early 
I don't know why. I yeah, just woke up early. Yeah, hun, hun, yeah. I because I and remember then, my my sister must have woke up early, put the TV on, and then woke everyone up and told my mum. Yeah, this is on yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah, and then um, September the eleventh, two thousand and one, uh, Wardle High School had a teach training day, so my brother was off school. I was in school because I was in the final year of primary school. I remember being jealous that he got to see the second plane hit live. <laughs> what a weird thing to be jealous of. But I suppose yeah. as a you know, a ten year old, if for what that's run about would have been, that would that was like properly exciting stuff. Like just shit's yeah. going down. Like what's gone on? And then there's another plane goes into a terrier. Like, holy fucking shit, what is this? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember nine eleven. Um what I was the actual point I was going to make is there was CD players you could get where they would show how long the song was, yeah, on like the dial, and if like if you'd have put the last track on the album and it said thirty minutes long and at the end of it there was silence, you were like, oh, there's a hidden song here, which yeah. is just something that you're just not going to get ever again, no. unless you specifically only do CD or I guess like the way vinyls come back in, only do CD or vinyl releases. With vinyl, are you limited, aren't you? Because I suppose if you C- look at it as well, like you might <clears> be yeah. able to see. You've only got so much room on vinyl. Yeah. Whereas on a CD, obviously, techno- with technology improves and you can get more uh, storage in a smaller Data. space. Yeah. Um, you can't do that with vinyl because you lose. Quality, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, the, the grooves are closer together, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So one we mentioned it briefly before, but um, "Graveyard Girl" by M eighty three has been likened to this song. Um, I think I mean a bit kind by saying likened to this song, <laughs> um, because you've heard it. I would suggest yeah. that actually. This is, I mean, they said this on YouTube. Like, uh, pause this, pause this podcast, and if you've not heard it, go and listen to Graveyard Girl by M83, and then come back and listen to what we're about to say. It is similar, <laughs> isn't it? Oh yeah, it's. This is why I, this is the thing I think why Matty doesn't like it is because I think it is so similar, um, but like. Graveyard Girl is even more um, like reverby. I can't tell a word that's being sang. Um, I think the bass is so, sorry, the bass, the B-A-S-E is so similar. <laughs> um, like there's the, the reverb track, the kind of like structure, the lyric phrasing is kind of similar. Um, I just think the 1975 refined it so much more. Like I think it's just a little clearer. It's a bit catchier. Um, Take that, M83. Hey, they've had their hits. Don't get me wrong, you know. Um, thank you, Made in Chelsea. But <laughs> like, let's just quickly look here on Reddit. Um, nothing controversial on here. Uh, is Milk a cover slash ripoff of M83 Graveyard Girl? They sound far too similar. Um, I think everyone is pretty much agreeing that it is. 
Um, I don't know. There's not much to say here. Uh, so okay, someone said it's not similar enough to core plagiarism, but I do. I don't think, but I do hear the similarities. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's different from taking. Um, this is how it starts from LCD sound system as the opening lyric, and mm. then the song not send it then on sex, and then the song not send anything like that. I think is more uh as a forgettable thing to do than than this um obviously there is a uh, um, there's an argument in these comments why these people are going why are you calling me buddy um <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm not your buddy friend <laughs> <laughs> i'm not your buddy guy um yeah heavily inspired i think is a kind way of putting it um it is, and I think that's the reason. I think that it's unavoidable that, and I think that's the reason why Matt is maybe not so hot on it. Like I think he he sort of thinks I can do so much more than that now. Mm. Um, I don't get how he gets away with it, but Ed Sheeran doesn't. Yeah, you know, Ed she people are always after Ed Sheeran for his brass. It, <laughs> uh, so I think this is because in musical plagiarism lawsuits. They don't listen to the song. They look at the sheet music. And I think that that is where Ed Sheeran is finding some difficulty. Um, because I think this, the vibe is very similar, but maybe yeah. the music isn't. And I okay, think yeah. you can't see that on sheet music where something like, is it thinking yeah. out loud and let's get it on? Are they the ones yeah. that they are very mm. similar? Like, um, I think that's why. But there was a Radiohead one in Lana Del Rey as well. So yeah, I th I think that's what it is. I think this, like, again, great analysis here. But yeah, it's a real. <laughs> the vibe is similar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't really put a vibe down on sheet music, can you? No. I don't know if there's anything else to say more about that. Just go and listen to it, I think, basically, if you haven't heard it. I think a lot of people are familiar with that, to be honest. Um, mm. Another thing to mention in recent The 1975 News, they played on the Jonathan Ross show on Saturday. King of Light Entertainment, Jonathan Ross. Did, were there any controversies? Did the, did he behave himself? Uh, I believe so. They played About You, which interesting choice. Um, but I suppose it's the one that's been you know, most recently taken over for them. Um, no. I don't believe there was any controversies. Um, I think the most interesting thing is that they played with the box that they played with at Gorilla. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Which I didn't think we'd see that again. But yeah, the Saskatchewan um, state, state line. State line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking at um, the Wyoming and Colorado. Yeah. I was thinking, like, imagine a if you got a state that. line you can set your watch to. <laughs> 
certainly is, isn't it? I think imagine, imagine you're so proud of being from Colorado or, or uh, Wyoming, you got the state's uh, outline tattooed on you. I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be well funny. And I was like, just a minute. Saskatchewan, I can't bloody say it. Saskatchewan? Yeah. It's almost a rectangle. It's just a bit off. So I'm like, there's a 975 joke there. Life is yeah. to Josh. That is that is a that's a real rectangle that ah it's slightly ah yeah it's just a bit off isn't it slightly out isn't it yeah but still get that tattooed on your arm (laughs) that's like a threat (laughs) yeah jane took her own life at 16 she had the saskatchewan so i can't fucking say it (laughs) she had the wyoming state outline tattooed on her arm that is a hard Saskatchewan. Saskatoon, oh my God, it is so hard to say. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan is a hard thing to say. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Moose Jaw. On a on an odd note, though, because I know what, this song was recorded at uh, Rose Cottage, as we've already mentioned. Now, this is really geeky, nerdy stuff, but... If you put in the postcode for Rose Cottage, because Rose Cottage uh, is where Matt Healy grew up in Wilmslow, and in down at the bottom of the garden, they had some stables that were uh, soundproof for recording. And the stables are in a different postcode to the house. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> Only just. Wow. I'll send you. I'll send you a picture of how that is possible. <gasps> Wow. But if you it what so you sent me what did you send me before? Oh I sent you a link to um the estate agent's sort of thingy of it. I think that's rubbish. So I know that quite <laughs> soon after that seventy five became a proper thing. So yeah, it would have been about two thousand and twelve actually. I remember that they his mum and dad got divorced, so they sold the house. So I knew that somewhere on the internet there should be all the details. You know, where it's like take a picture of every room, tell you the spe- the spec of all, of it all. So I managed to find the spec online, and that's what I've sent you. Um, we'll put it in the show notes if you want to have a look at Round the... Matt Healy's family home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the home he grew up in. Um, but his history is where they were, these songs were recorded written yeah like hey, john lennon's home as a kid's like a museum or something so yeah why not that's all i'm saying right in that case let's <laughs> look at look at the estate agents postings of the place where this ep was recorded and then we'll come back and talk about lyrics <laughs> Uh, yeah, playing with the box in 2023. Well, I'll be doing it again. Doing it all the time. Uh, which brings us nicely onto the lyrics of this song. Um, and that Nisha Sangha has got a writing credit. 
And who is that? I don't know, but she's also got a writing credit on you, Undo, Intro Set 3, and Milk, obviously, covering that. Nice. Um, um, I... On our production meeting, I'll read the blurb. You find out who that is. Oh, I've Googled it and you can't find out who it is. Oh. I mean, without searching through people's LinkedIn's. Which, and uh, as a LinkedIn user, you are. Uh... <laughs> um, a hidden track from the 1975's five track EP Sex, released in November 2012, Milk tells the tale of a girl who's accumulated an addiction to cocaine in the process of trying to fix her broken heart using Milk as a light euphemism for the drug. It was released as a single on October the 6th, 2017, when they did the. Um, they really, yeah, released it as a standalone single available on Spotify and they released a. Uh, vinyl along with it as well which uh, was cool and have played it a bunch live I when I saw them at the start of 2020 they, they played this I've seen this a bunch of times it's so early them lyrically isn't it yeah like, it is. a song about they've been so smart over the years to write songs about subjects where they don't specifically say what it's about. They just kind of hint at it in various ways. Like, sex isn't about sex, like you said. It's about the tension. Like, this isn't about going on a night out and people doing lines of coke. It's about implications and things that arise when people go and do that on a night out and reasons why and things that happen because of it like straight lines they unwind you is the only over reference to it and yeah like and then at the end sorry the opening line and then the end the if it's only a couple of lines like the, a and there will be less tactful songs about similar subject yeah. matters. It's like uh as well, like I think is a really clever way of writing about the subject of casual cocaine use, which is yeah. and as so you know, this is the from Manchester and as someone who uh is a bartender in the center of Manchester. Um, no matter how ubiquitous cocaine use you think is, double it because it's even more. <laughs> yeah, shit's rife. Um, so it's, um, I mean, straight line, stay and wine you. She does that little thing with her eyes that says we're off soon. Great line. Like, yeah, so good. Yeah, because in that line, she does that little thing with the eyes that says we're off soon. There's so much story portrayed in that one line. Yep. And it's it's great. She does that, like, I don't know what that thing is, but I know what that thing is. It's just body language, that unspoken thing of... You know, a look, raised eyebrows, maybe a look to the side, like towards the door or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it it can have different meanings. Like, 
you know, depending who that's to, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we all know kind of we've got an idea to to who that would be to or yeah. what that would be in reference to. Um but the, yeah that that kind of not being over in she does that little thing with her eyes that says specifically this, you know, it's just a we're off soon. Yeah. That little thing with her eyes. Again, it's vague enough to portray yeah. your own meaning onto it. Oh, it's just a that's a, such you- a good line. Have you seen? Have you seen the uh, the genius annotation? I've not, and I, this for this week for some reason I've not got any adverts <laughs> or anything like that. I haven't got 1975 Stan Ice Spice on my uh, on my feed either. Oh, I have. Oh, what a shame! Oh, now I've got um, one framework. Watch now. Yeah, the the picture for the annotation of that line is great, but also I feel like the actual annotation is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I'm just in the picture. I think the annotation is also correct. You think it is correct or incorrect? Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, her eyes indicate that the high from the lines of cork is beginning to settle in. That's... An incorrect sentence, but I'll let them off for the grammar. They I might would... not be they might not be native English speakers. Yeah. I would say that only maybe pupils would be the only thing that would change in your eyes with Coke. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, um I don't know why I'm laughing yeah, so much. It's not it's not a riser indicating that it's you know the cork's kicking in. It's yeah. That edginess, like um, you know, like you're a bit on edge, like oh, I need to go, mm. come on, because you yeah. know nothing, nothing can make turning into an arsehole so addictive that you need to do it every thirty minutes. <laughs> the is the rest of this verse as well that she says the bleeding's incidental because she's so cool. She said, "I'm no fun if I've only a bottle of wine." And now she's doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. The bleeding's incidental. Like you've just, you know, you got to take the the rough with the smooth, the blood <laughs> with the cork. It's never happened to me though. Um, the I'm no fun if I've only a bottle of wine. Line is so. It's I just think it's so. There's so much to that because like. The kind of the people who think that, you know, there's something in it where people like obviously people are going to do coke so casually they don't even think about Mm. any of it. But then there are people as well that think that it's a must for them on a night out. Yeah, and like having that kind of attitude towards it is common as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and think and th- and then like that kind of thing that thinking where if you're going on like a big night out or whatever, big night out, if, even if it is both having a bottle of wine, drinking loads, and taking coke is sufficient for you to be like, I'm no fun. Like you're an acceptable person if you've done that on a night out. Like the kind of uh, self-deprecation of the line. Are you are you are you picking up what I'm putting down? Like, yeah, yeah. 
having to think that you've got to do a line of coke or whatever to be yeah but to be fun it doesn't make you more fun though it does the opposite uh it makes you feel like you're having a better time for 30 to 40 minutes but everyone around you is not having a better time like you don't unless you've had it as well and it just becomes a fight of who can get more more words in edgeways. I want to talk. Yeah. I want to talk. I want to talk. Um, yeah, you don't. Want be, you just don't want to be around people when they're on it because you know to flash back to that moment we were talking about where one put where young buds try to talk to you and you're just trying to politely sneak off. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's like yeah, I'm just gonna um, gonna go for a wee. Oh yeah, hey, I'll come with you. No. <laughs> You stay here. And what I'm trying to get at is I need a break from you right now. So uh, I don't know if I told you this, but um I went I went out the other week and I ended up going to like this like drinks afters at someone's house. And we were in a taxi and I didn't really know these people. <laughs> either. Mm. So there's a taxi of six people, including me. And I'm seven if we include the driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sat there. And I swear to God, on the way there, I was thinking, because they were stopping at like a petrol station to buy a crate of beers. And I was like, and they were they were nice folk, these people. Like, I'm so glad I met them. They were such nice people. Two of the guys, I, I didn't even speak to them at all the whole night. And I don't think half of the group I was with did. They just ended up in the taxi and came back to this person's house. I was sat there on the way thinking, oh, yeah, going to and after this one's house. Be cool if they had like any like proper good board games that we could all play. Genuinely, that was that. That's what I. The four o'clock in the morning, this taxi. I was thinking, what actually happens is we got there. They put on uh, exclusively red light, and then passed around a bag of coke. And I was like, I'm all right, thanks. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, like, I, I mean, phrasing wise, it's so good, but just the way it goes, that into, and now she's doing it all the time. Like, I think that's. Not only obviously it fits perfectly into what the song's about, but I just think that's mm. another even if it's meant or not, I think it's just a comment on the just casual use of Coke, like doing it all the time, like oh every time you go out for a few drinks you have like I think I don't know if you agree that the film Cocaine Bear right Oh yeah. I don't think that film gets released 20 years ago. I think that just shows how sort of like common Coke has become that people can just, you can just release a film called Cocaine Bear and everyone, and nobody thinks we're releasing, well, we're releasing a film that's essentially making light of class A drugs. Not that I like, I say like a right nerd, but do you know what I mean? Like, I, I no, thought, I do know what you mean. Like, I, I, I haven't like... seen any kind of like comment on it saying, like, that seems a touch inappropriate for such a widespread release. Like, there's adverts on TV, like, I've seen loads of stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like weed is funny. That can be the subject of comedy. Um, but then going back, you know, like, oh, what's it called? Like, there's that film in the Harold and Kumar getting the munchies. Yeah. So that's about weed. But, but like, then maybe when was that film? that coming out, you couldn't do it. Was that film as advertised as Cocaine Bearers? 
I don't know, but I don't think it was. I feel like it's just so it wasn't like Harold and Kumar smoke marijuana cigarettes. It wasn't so on the nose <laughs> as cocaine bear. <laughs> I'm gonna look at Evan oh fucking hell, the stuff we get up to on this show. So that right, so the, the certificate for that is a fifteen in the UK. And it's a bit different. So I think it would be a rated R in America. Um but not even allowed to drink until you're twenty one in America. So they must have very stringent laws on cocaine. Right. So in America it is rated R. In the UK that's rated fifteen. So I film which I sound like a right narc, don't I? But I film which <clears throat> contains like I mean, it's about drug dealers. A bear doing a class A drug is rated a 15. Like, that, I'd think that's mental. Like, is surely... Um, not that it matters. I'm just saying. No, I do know what you mean. I feel People like... People be yeah, like, oh, like... all right, all right, granddad. Get with the times. <laughs> but you are right. Like, the fact it's just... Um... Cocaine's just like so these days. Yeah. That Michael Gove's admitted to doing it. <laughs> Release a oh film called Cocaine Bear. Mm. It's just everywhere. It's insane. I can't think of um, what it's similarly popular to, but. Uh, verse two. Slow down. Yeah, I want you. She does a little bit on the slide that shows what she's up to. See, I, I like that because the little bit on the sly again is it's a callback, isn't it? To little thing with her eyes, and it's the same, yeah, but, but different. It lets you. That's probably more of a, you know, she might be tapping her nose. You know what I'm up to? When I want to powder my nose, I bet you are. The, yeah, the the little bit on the sly as well. I can see the. Uh... I think bump is the uh, most appropriate terminology. Yeah, a little so, key. Um, very, I mean, again, describing what it is without saying what it is, but the implication is there. Mm. Lyrical good, phrasing is brilliant. Good key for doing cork off, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we uh, shall be broadcasting that, Matthew, as responsible uh, adults here. Uh, Not everyone. Just because both of us do not, everyone has a PW. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan used to. Yeah. Gonna have to refer you to talking to Frank, I'm afraid. <laughs> I think you've got a problem. <clears throat> Sorry, Richard Bacon got cancelled for this. You'll be going that he way too. <laughs> he did. I'm never getting on Blue Peter. I just think I think that line's so good. Like yeah. I think each essentially the, the whole song is just like four blinds, really. Um, I think it does lyrically. It does a lot with solo. Like I think yeah. you can, you imagine, you can immediately envisage what the scenario is, who the person is that they're talking about. Yeah, it really tells a great story, doesn't it? In like I said, in few words, that he has just got a real talent for building that scenario. And I don't know if it helps if you've kind of. Being in there yeah. or familiar with it, like I doubt 
if you got some from the Amish community and played them this song, they would relate to it in the same way that we do. And I know you've never touched the Columbia marching powder, so you don't relate to it in that respect, but you've been in those environments. The um I think it's one of those where it's 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 good, it's a good listen anyway. Like every not every song appeals to you because you've, you know, had that experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think Dear John by Taylor Swift is a fantastic song. That doesn't mean that I've been ghosted by John Mayer. But no. Being it yet. But being in those yeah, God willing situations where people you know people like you know people acting like this on night so and you know why i think it yeah. just makes it so makes it real <laughs> mm. um and then like it, i think lyrically it's good anyway and you know what it is about but then the last part that she started talking about missing him she was glistening it won't mend your heart if it's only a couple of lines is just a fucking it's a great lyric but also just adding the context to the entire song about why the person they're talking about feels the need to essentially take so much coke yeah is and, just, and, there's, and there's not oh, enough of it there's not just, enough of it to mend her heart either but what I, oh, I just love the missing him rhyming with glistening yeah do it oh. she's she's sweating so much that she's glistening like Oh, is that what you got from it? Mm. Oh, I could just got glistening, just like, you know, how someone just lights up when they talk about someone that they like so much. Well, no, I think it's I double think meaning. It's the, yeah, she's she's been getting that uh, VW key out a bit too much and <laughs> heart rate's going sense the dozen and she's Holy sweating her off. Wow. Yeah, and that's not in the annotation, so I'm really pleased with myself that I've added what I feel like is a very valid point that the fandom have missed out on here. Holy shit, that comes from experience. There you go. Uh, you've, actually <laughs> always, you've always had a VW thinking about it. <laughs> I have. I have, yeah. I've only ever had two cars. It's just they both happen to have been the people's car. <laughs> um... Ah, oh, I think the there are all the lyrics, and then like sort of like bookending the song as well with the only references to like lines, mm. like is, and but not like ah, I just I, I fucking love the lyrics of this song. I think they're so good. My, if you're listening, this is a great fucking song. It is. And, I, I can what, see I just... why. I can see why there's some hesitation with it, and it musically it might not be the most advanced thing they've ever done, but I think it's fucking great. It's just fun, isn't it? It's like it's like a burger, you know. No one's claiming that burgers are Michelin star fancy shit, but you always enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um. I also was listening to a podcast a while ago where it was talking about um, heartbreak. Uh, and they've done like some scientists done tests on it. And heartbreak is a physical thing, like and that yeah. can actually be made less severe by taking painkillers. So, 
Yeah, so you know, if your family member, dog, whatever dies, and you obviously you have genuine heartbreak heartbreak. Or if some you know, you break up with a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. It is a physical pain. This you know, very similar to if you were to have an arm off. And so yeah, doing some coke, a painkiller, would actually make you feel better for half an hour. But what a fact. Yeah, although in the podcast I listened to it suggested paracetamol. <laughs> you know that that it's a BBC podcast. They're not going. They're not going to be saying, "Give your local uh, dealer a, a ring and get him to drop off and tick." There you go. What does what does Dan say? Go ask Uncle Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. Another cool thing, well, is it a cool thing? I don't know. But something that I've noticed in the credits is that we're looking at, um, here we go, produced by Michael Coles, Robert Coles, and the 1975. So my, uh, Mikey Coles and Rob Coles are from Little Comets, who oh. they used to tour with quite a lot. So that's interesting, isn't it? Like I've only spotted that while recording today, but yeah, they've um, got production credits on it. Interesting. I suppose it has got a bit of a little comics vibe to it. Cause it's quite lo-fi, isn't it? And mm. kind of a bit pots and pans thrown together vibe to it. <laughs> Um, do you want to do a final thoughts? Yeah, I think it's right good. <laughs> um, it's it's just fun, isn't it? I think yeah. any anything that it lacks in artistic merit, if you could say that, if you're being harsh, it more than makes up for in just being a fun song to listen to. So he should not feel ashamed of the song. He should be very proud of it. I agree. I think there is a charm and character to it. Um, yeah, definitely. Which is like the ir- irrefutably appealing to this song. Um, it's the same three chords all the way through. Um, you know, the production techniques are probably some of the least advanced they've ever done, but I think it's catchy. People love it, and the lyrics are so good. Like doing so little in, sorry, having so few lines and doing so much with them. Um, Is that an intentional pun? No, but <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just indicative of the work that they've always done, and Matt has always done with his lyrics. Uh, this is just a air to this song. There's just something about it that just makes it kind of like Moorish, almost like. Yeah, yeah, that's appropriate. Um, I I really like it. Um, I'm it's. I don't think I I think it'll. St- I don't think if Matty said that, I don't think that means that it's gone forever. I think it will still end up back in live rotation at some point. Um, because it's a good live one. 
like that watching that video before like George was really giving it some on the drums um, yeah. and he doesn't do much of that like someone posted a video I can't remember as well I'm sorry someone posted a video the other day of George playing saying something like I'm convinced George Daniel does not like playing the drums and it was a video of him looking bored AF <laughs> <laughs> but when you're that good you can put in little effort and be that good yeah he's alright isn't he he's alright oh, yeah yeah, shout out George Daniels drumming. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you everyone for listening to the show. Um, the reason we've done Milk is because when we first started the show, we did the four EPs as episodes each. Um, we released them all at once, and then we released our first episode which was a review of the first album and talk of the first track. Um, kind of similar to what we were saying before, we've, we're have so much better at this now. There are a lot of songs in the early days that are real important songs to this band mm. that we didn't give, I don't think we gave enough time to, we didn't talk about them enough, and also we probably didn't talk about them maybe the way we do now. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go back and we are going to go song by song. We're not going to do every song, but we're going to go through the EPs. Um, every episode will be about a different song off the EPs. We're not going to do uh, The City, Chocolate and Sex, um, because we covered those because they were on the first album. Um, but we're going to do stuff like You, Me, Undo, Headcast, Bending, stuff like that. We're going to go through them all. Um, plan is to release every two weeks. Um, I'm going to have to make a lot more artwork but there's a lot of songs on there that we really need to talk about in more depth than we did on those early shows and also now we're just better at it yeah so it's going to be a objectively few months we are we are better <laughs> at it like we've flown through this yeah if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, it is at the 1975pod. Email us at positplayitpod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch, but you best just drop us a message on Instagram. Um, my Twitter and Instagram is Josh William without the vowels, where you can see a picture of me in a piece of cake, which I thought was Bill Clinton, because someone went, have some Bill Clinton cake, and it turns out it wasn't Bill Clinton. It was a guy that looked like him. <laughs> My Twitter and Instagram, so you can uh, message me and my wife can ask, why are you messaging random women? <laughs> um, is Junior, but it's not spelt in the standard way. You will not find this in the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. It is spelt J-E-W-K-N-W-O-R. That is Juliet, Echo, Whiskey, Kilo, November, Echo, Echo, Echo Oscar, oh. Romeo. Booked it. And if you want that broken down into its individual phonics, that would be Jew. Like Jesus was. Knee. <laughs> <laughs> like the bend in your leg. Finally, or as in Oregon, the state where the Simpsons is set. No, I still debate. Um, no, no way. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> Um, you know what? I actually get people like adding me because it's a private account. Maybe I should have an unprivate account. And I'm like, are you a fan of the podcast? And I should accept you? Are you just a random person that's trying to fish me with a pH? Uh, do you know, uh, I, I know this is such 
I was going to say, I know this is such like a kind of like real first world problem, but I get too many notifications on stuff. <laughs> so I like, I can't keep, I will, people will message me and I literally will just like clear notification. I won't see the message and stuff like that. I'm so bad at it. I'm bad at it in my job. So it's not just like, um, let's actually do the watch along next week. Okay, yeah. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Goodbye. We will see you next episode. <laughs> Hold up.